Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. His book is The Big Truth, and his new podcast out is Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen, and it's really, really well done. Major, thank you so much for being with us. Great to be with you, John. Thanks so much. Hey, I want to begin asking you about the battle on Capitol Hill over aid to Israel and Ukraine. The president wants a comprehensive package that would include aid to those countries, plus stuff for the border and Taiwan. The new speaker has indicated he wants standalone bills. Where are we at with this? What are you watching to see how this plays out? Well, we're trying to see if the newly minted House Speaker, Mike Johnson, has the ability to put something on the floor legislatively that passes, that gives him and the House Republicans, he leads some manner of leverage in the conversations and negotiations with the Senate, Democratic majority, and President Biden. And the first effort that Speaker Johnson is making in this front is to say, if there's going to be aid for Israel, and he supports it, it has to be offset. And by that, he means there has to be spending cuts that cover the allocation for Israel. And what he wants to do is take money in the future that is being placed in the budget in years hence for the Internal Revenue Service. Lots of Democrats in the Senate and the Biden White House do not think this is a good idea. Like, no, this is an emergency manner. It's a supplemental. We do it all the time in the federal government. When the need is acute and dire, and the president would say it is for Israel for sure, don't muddy up the waters with spending that you're going to save in future years. Let's just do this now. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is not a big fan of this Mike Johnson speaker approach. He wants it all to be comprehensive. But he's told the White House, if you want a comprehensive package, and by that the definitions are Ukraine, Israel, border security in Taiwan, then the border security has to be really robust to satisfy Republicans in the Senate and the House. So McConnell is trying to do Mike Johnson one better. Like, don't worry about the IRS. That's a trivial issue compared to the border. Let's focus on the border. Understand the Democrats want to do this. They want to do it in one package. and You get more of what you most want if you keep it all together. House Republicans aren't there yet. Stay tuned. This is going to take a couple of weeks, if not longer. Major, we also have a looming deadline here, November 17th. We have a House speaker, Mm -hmm. but will we have a spending bill? What sort of progress is being made here? So the speaker has said the following. He wants the House to pass all the appropriations bills, again, to give them leverage in negotiations with Senate Democrats and the Biden White House. There's another appropriations bill, a spending bill on the floor tomorrow or uh, Thursday at the latest. So the House is going to try to get care of it, take care of its spending business bill by bill. But that doesn't mean that there won't be the need for a short-term spending bill to work out the negotiations. All that the House Speaker has said is the House should take care of its business. And once that's done, then he's open to a short-term spending bill to keep the government operating while the negotiations continue. But he wants the House to do its business. He's right about that. The test will be, can House Republicans take care of their business in ways that they hadn't yet done under Speaker McCarthy? This will be one of the early tests of the new Speaker. Can he keep House Republicans together? Or if he can't, can he forge bipartisan solutions? And if he does, can he retain the Speakership? Because, of course, bipartisan solutions on spending is what got Kevin McCarthy ousted. 
Major Garrett, creator of the Takeout Podcast, heard on WTMJ, is with us. I want to ask you about a poll that was just released, Major. It's in South Carolina. So the poll shows that amongst likely Republican primary voters, 53%, 5-3, support Donald Trump. Here's what I find interesting. 22% now pick Nikki Haley. She's a clear second. 11 for DeSantis. Tim Scott, who's also from South Carolina, has 6%. So Trump at 53. If you add up the others, it does add up to 40. So that would be yeah. a horse race. At what point does the field start to clear or or get less candidates in it if you're Republicans? Yeah, so Tim Scott has said uh, he's going to carry this all the way through Iowa. It's Iowa or bust for Tim Scott. That's what he said. I've talked to people close to the Tim Scott's campaign. They're basically chips all in in Iowa. If he doesn't come in second in Iowa, then he'll probably drop out, but not until then. So he's not going to help, quote unquote, consolidate. There's no reason for Nikki Haley to drop out. DeSantis clearly isn't going to drop out. So that's three challengers to Trump. The rest really are not in the conversation. Vivek Ramaswamy is a mini Trump, so he's not against Trump. He's just there to sort of keep the Trumpist conversation going while Trump isn't there. Doug Burgum's not going to be the Republican nominee. Asa Hutchinson is nominally in the race, but he's going to quit sometime soon. But there will be at least four, and then you have Chris Christie, who's going to run through New Hampshire. So that leaves Haley, Scott, DeSantis, and Christie for sure. The others may stay in, but they're not relevant, not remotely relevant. The most important thing is Trump is the faraway leader in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. If he wins all three, John, it's over. Forget about Super Tuesday. It's over. It may be over after Iowa, because it's hard to imagine a scenario where, unless it's super close, surprisingly close in Iowa, and suddenly Trump looks weak, that he wins Iowa and then goes to lose New Hampshire. That doesn't seem logical. And if he wins Iowa and New Hampshire, do you think he's going to follow that up with a defeat in South Carolina? Almost impossible to imagine that scenario. So Trump's ahead. He remains ahead. The only great X factor, and I've said this before, is how does Trump look in court? And does that ultimately come to matter? Do Republican primary and caucus votes actually start to focus on this thing that they want to put on the shelf but can't be put on the shelf? He will remain a civil litigant and a defendant in numerous cases all through 2024. You actually want that as your nominee for your party. If Republicans decide they do and stay where they are now, I find it very hard to imagine a way in which former President Trump is denied the nomination. Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. His new podcast is, I mean, Apple is on fire with this thing. It's Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. It's such good stuff, Major. Thank you. It is the now, as of last week, the most successful original podcast in Paramount or CBS News history. Yeah, let's go. It's good, too. It's good. I got to get caught up. I'm behind a couple episodes, but uh, it it was good. It's the ones I've watched, the introduction. I watched the one called The Spy Next Door. It's great stuff. Mm -hmm. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. Major, thank you so much. I can tell you this. You have my promise. Each episode is better than the one just before. It gets better and better and better. You have my word on that. Just like Breaking Bad. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, it is. (laughs) Everyone is better than the one just before it. 
Kind of like the Padres. Each year is better and bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, that no, flat. no, yeah. no. That, that's You had not. to do that. Dude. You just had to do that. <laughs> CBS's my, my gaping wound Gary's. is right there, wide I know. open, and you just I'm rub sorry. the salt in it. You just rub the salt Yeah. In. Friends shouldn't do that to each other. I apologize. We'll talk to you next week, Major. <laughs> All right. Thank you. you.